This is so wizarding. Hey everybody, I'm Ashley. And I'm Maggie. And we're from Rock Candy Podcast. And you're listening to the Top Shelf Nerds from the So Wizard Podcast. Woo! Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 225 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. This week, I've only got one co-host, and his name is The Expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Riggins. What is going on? Wow, 225, man. We are getting up there. Jeez. I was just thinking the same thing <laughs> as those words were coming out of my mouth. Like, we've been doing this for 225 <laughs> weeks in a row. <laughs> Jeez, that's a long time. Holy shit. Plus three Patreon episodes, and plus there's a couple .5 episodes in there as well. So. Yep. I don't know if that's uh, to be admired or ridiculed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, boy. But uh, how are you this week, Mark? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got to do the thing. Sorry. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Two friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. Uh, this week, we're going to talk a little bit of news. And then me and Mark Ellis are going to review the movie Creed 2. The newest movie in the ongoing Rocky Balboa saga. Now we can talk about how you're how you're doing. How are you, Mark? <laughs> All right, so let's go around the room and see how everybody is doing, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll say up front, we let Aubrey have the week off for a couple reasons. Uh, one, she didn't want to see Creed two at all, and two, uh, she's working retail this season and. Black Friday was only a few days ago, so we let her have a week off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kid works so hard. We, you know, the, the podcast is fun, but you know, she has like bigger fish to fry this this holiday season. So yeah, right, you know, a little right. time so, off is is no problem for. Her. So sadly, uh, Aubrey fans, she may be in and out throughout the month of December, but we'll do our best. We'll keep the ship running. That's right. We'll keep her seat warm until she gets back. It may be like the terror and crash into an iceberg and we all die eaten by a giant monster <laughs> in the cold, but we'll keep the ship going. Uh, <laughs> Arby shows up and like, what happened, everybody? You, the, the next voice you hear just might be hers. That's Ep- right. Episode 226, Aubrey. <laughs> Alone. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving, Mark? Oh, my Thanksgiving was good, man. It was good. I went to go visit some friends of mine up in Vermont in the nice cold weather. Uh, had some amazing turkey and stuffing and gravy and mashed potatoes and all of that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was really good. Had some beers, watched some football. It was exactly what Thanksgiving should be. Awesome. How about yours? Uh, it was good. I had Wednesday and Thursday off. Um, as our listeners may not know, in the states, the only two states in the entire country, Massachusetts and Rhode Island, have uh, laws where these retail stores can't be open on Thanksgiving. Since I work overnights, we couldn't. I couldn't work Wednesday night into Thanksgiving because I'd have to leave after like 45 minutes. <laughs> so we'd basically be able to unload the truck and then go home. So I had Wednesday night off, and then Thursday, obviously, we're closed because it's Thanksgiving. 
so Wednesday night we had small Thanksgiving at my in-laws house and we ate turkey and stuffing and all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the next day we had another Thanksgiving at my wife's grandmother's house. So I had two Thanksgivings, but then I also, cause I'm stupid. <laughs> I went and worked overnight at the mall, uh, for my second job. So I worked uh, 1230 AM to 9am after you had Thanksgiving dinner, second Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Wow. I went home, slept for two hours, and got up and went to the mall. Oh, my God. How did you get up, man? Usually after Thanksgiving dinner, I'm done for today. <laughs> I don't know. You got to want it, I guess. That, seriously. All, all I wanted was more pie. That's all I wanted. <laughs> but, you know, Black Friday isn't so bad, at least around here. I'm sure it was like hell on earth for Aubrey. But in Massachusetts, it's really not that bad as long as you work in a smaller store. I'm sure at like Best Buy or Walmart or Target, you know, they were still – loonies lined up hundreds deep outside hey man, I, didn't but, even, I didn't even bother going out on friday at all i, can't, <laughs> I went home and stayed home for my well for the smaller stores like where i work it's like you know there's nothing really worth we had sales and stuff and they were good sales but there's nothing really worth lining up outside the store for and since connecticut for us at least connecticut the state of connecticut is half an hour 20 minutes away those stores start opening at 4 p.m. on on actual Thanksgiving. <laughs> a, people still have like gravy dripping off their chin. And right. They're ready to ring well, you out. <laughs> well, for the real the real crazies at that point, by the time we open, those people have been shopping for eight hours already. Oh yeah, yeah, down in Connecticut trying to get yeah. those deals. So you know, we get a little crush when it first opens, and it's just was like really slow for a lot of the night. So it really wasn't that tough. It was just tiring standing there for nine hours, but. I did uh, do a little shopping afterwards. My new Thanksgiving tradition, this is my second year now, Yeah. Um, based on where I park at our mall, I walk right by Best Buy on the way out. And last year, I happened to be walking by Best Buy and there was no one in the store. <laughs> what? Why? Well, because it was, I don't know, eight, nine in the morning. Okay. So you have that lull while you know, the crazies are gone and the normal people haven't woken up yet. Right. And so I wandered in last last year. I wandered in and picked up some of their Black Friday Blu-rays. Yeah, they're really cheap. And and I would have thought they would have been all gone, but they weren't. So this year I did the same thing. I was leaving uh, at about nine o'clock, and I wandered by, and I said, oh, "Let me stick my head in Best Buy again and and see if they have any of those cheap Blu-rays." And I managed to get Infinity War for seven bucks. Ooh, so. shit, son! I was really happy. <laughs> So now I only need Ant-Man and the Wasp and Doctor Strange. I'll have all the MCU movies. Nice, nice. I have Ant-Man and the Wasp, so I am officially complete with my MCU movies. I got them all. I even went nice. back and got I got um the the awesome thing I love about Marvel movies is that whenever a new movie comes out on DVD, all of the Marvel movies go on sale for some reason. So uh even though I love Guardians of the Galaxy and I watched it like uh, you know, four times in the theaters and like five times on Netflix. I never bought the DVD. So when Ant-Man came out, Guardians went on sale and I picked that up too. So I got them all. I'm set for now. Nice. I, I never got Doctor Strange for some reason. I think because when it came out, it wasn't really on sale. Yep. Uh, I refused to pay more than like $15 for a Blu-ray. Yeah. So I'm not paying $22.99. I don't care what movie it is. So that one I haven't got yet, but it's on my wish list for Christmas. So we'll see maybe, uh, Maybe someone will get it for me. Uh, you know what's weird is that all of these movies are in the MCU, but for some reason, some movies are just more. They, they just cost more no matter when you buy them. Like, I waited forever for Iron Man 3 uh, for the price to be reduced to, like, nineteen ninety nine or under, and it never did. It, it never did. Like, the, I wanted the um, 
you know, the Blu-ray, regular disc and digital copy, you know, the nice copy. And uh, for some reason, Iron Man 3 is always more expensive than the other ones. It's it's weird. I, I don't understand what it is about that movie. It was the same thing with Iron Man 1. I kept waiting and waiting and waiting for it to be cheaper, and it never went cheaper. And then it was starting to get discontinued, and I was like, I don't fucking care. I'm buying it. Yeah, you got you got to pull the trigger at some point. <laughs> and I just bought it for 20 bucks. I don't care. But All right, enough about our uh, ridiculousness. <laughs> Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? Sure. All right, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you also find movie reviews from yours truly. Uh, you'll find Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam, Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our t-shirts and look good while you're representing the show. Another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Uh, you click on the big A, do your Amazon shopping, and that way you can receive your products and you'll be helping out our show too. You can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you are there. You can also find us on the Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone. We're on Podbean. We're on Google Play Music. You can also stream us through Spotify, my favorite way of listening to podcasts. And if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash Podcast. Uh, make a small donation. And you'll be able to receive extra content from So Was Your Podcast. Uh, shout out to all of our other podcast buddies. Uh, this week's K-pop jam is my new obsession twice. Uh, I can't believe that I've known them. I've known of them for so long. And for some reason, I can't get enough of them right now. Uh, that's it. Back to you, Joey. <laughs> Send a few short static shocks up your up your pussy. Not enough to hurt you too bad, but make it feel good. You're gonna get my milk, kitty cat. <laughs> what? I don't think I ever heard that all the way through. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's do some news. What do we got? What's going on in the world of nerd this week? Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, actually not a lot has happened. Uh, a lot of people took the, the holiday off. So, uh, you know, they get to spend time with their families and do their thing. So not a lot of stuff dropped this past week. Uh, but a couple of things I wanted to, to quickly go over. We talked about it before. We finally got our first look at the new Lion King trailer, uh, John Favreau, uh, he of The Mandalorian, upcoming Mandalorian and of Jungle Book fame, uh, he's doing Lion King, he's making the, the new version of it, we finally got our first look at the trailer, and I think it looks great, but I'm, I'm feel there was a thing about Beauty and the Beast when that came out, it's a good movie, but it was done better originally, so now I'm kind of skeptical about how this Lion King movie is going to do. But the trailer did look good. It just looked like a live action version of the original trailer from back in the day. So, Joy, what did you think of uh, the Lion King trailer? I think we've already well documented how I feel about the Lion King. <laughs> right, right. Did you get? A, did you even bother looking at the trailer? Oh, well, I didn't have a choice. It just came on uh, TV. Oh, okay. While I was watching uh, football and eating at my oh. wife's grandmother's house. Yeah. 
So yeah, I did see it. Um, yeah, I mean it, the CG looks really good. It it's clearly not for me. I'm not even remotely interested. I don't really know what. Why would you go see this unless you were already a fan of the Lion King? Like, I don't know. But uh, James Earl Jones is back, and you know he's still alive and kicking. And mm-hmm. I will I will say this as much as it's not for me. Uh, out of the like fifteen to seventeen people in the room, while well, it's as soon as that commercial came on, it was like you could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> Everybody stopped in their like heads, like, whew, oh yeah, to the screen. And we're like, what? And you know, most of these people aren't huge nerds that follow movie news like nonstop. So, you know, they weren't like already knowing this was going to happen, and they were all like, "What?" <laughs> and everybody was like, literally ready to get in the car and go to the movie theater like that second. So, this is going to make a lot of money. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And if it's good, it's going to make a lot more money. Yeah, right. Go, go figure. Go figure. Yeah, I, for some reason, um. Like the Lion King is pretty much a classic Disney cartoon, and I believe that this one will be like if it if, if they do something different than the original movie and a you know add like something that's a give it a little more flavor to it. I can see this one being like another classic because this story is so good. But again, it's one of those things where me personally, when I watch it or when I go see it, I'm gonna be instantly comparing it to the original one, and the original one is so much better. Um, but uh, there is a good uh, a good philosophy that a lot of the kids that watch The Lion King, the original Lion King, they've already grown up. So this movie is going to be for the new generation. They don't have to watch silly cartoons anymore. Now they can watch the quote unquote live action, even though it's, it's still like a, you know, still it's a cartoon. 100% CG. Yeah. <laughs> live action. Air quotes. It's like saying Wreck-It Ralph is live action. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, Jungle Book, you can kind of get away with it because there was a kid in it. There was like a human kid. There's no humans in Lion King unless they do something really, really extreme. Give it that Bambi ending. Have some hunters show up at the end. (laughs) Start blasting away. No, because then how are they going to remake Lion King one and a half? (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. That's what we we really need. We need Simba's Pride movie and uh, all of it. We need, we need how many how many direct to video uh, Lion King sequels were there? Were there had to have been at least a two and three? I don't think they ever made a three. I think they did a one and a half and a two, and then a TV show. I don't think there was more than that. Oh wait, no, I think um wait did Timon and Pumbaa did they get their own cartoon movie? The, yeah, yeah, there was Lion King, Lion King one and a half, yeah, and then Lion King two, Simba's Pride. Yeah, I don't know it. it it seems like a really weird time that, you know, we just got the Aladdin trailer. We just got the Dumbo trailer. We got the Lion King trailer. It's like, man, Disney is just digging in a well. I mean, obviously, with all of the success that they're having with their other movies, they don't really need to come up with anything new. But it seems like a lot of like, oh, yeah, we've we've seen this before, but not like this. It seems to, that seems to be happening a lot lately. Just makes me sad we're not getting any like mid to low budget like kids movies like or fam family family movies you know and i mean stuff like not that it was necessarily a kids or family movie but stuff like monster squad you know like that movie doesn't get made today for a lot of reasons but specifically because it's just an original property basically like they're not going to make that no they'll they'll just remake ghostbusters for the five thousandth time (laughs) speaking of Oh, yeah. So speaking of news that could have happened last week or 20 years ago, Dan Aykroyd announced that there's another Ghostbusters coming out. 
supposedly. I don't believe them. Not happening. No, no. I don't want it to happen either. It's done. Bury it. Let the past die. (laughs) Kill it if you have to. But you know what, man? You just gave me an idea. What if they did like a Monster Squad version of Ghostbusters? Just like kids with doing like their paranormal experiments with like, you know, camcorders and shit. Um, But making like a fun, you know, goofy comedy. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I actually well, think that might work. The first, the first step for a, a successful Ghostbusters sequel is to make a good movie. Right. <laughs> and we've been waiting since 1984. <laughs> so see, here's the thing about Ghostbusters. It won't, the ingredients of Ghostbusters is such a good idea. Like that's why the first one worked. It's unlike any other movie that came out before that. Um, and you know, they've tried to make like other versions of it since then but the ingredients are so good kind of like rocky you know you can take the if you take the ingredients of a rocky movie and put it in another franchise or another type of story you could have a good movie so i think if they take the ideas of ghostbusters and uh um i don't know like the recipe of it like the different flavors it doesn't really matter who they cast i think you can really get another good ghostbusters movie out of it it doesn't have to be like the original cast or a complete re imagination of who the characters are leading and i think if you take those ingredients and put it into a movie i think it could work yeah it would take people at the absolute top of their game like the first ghostbusters and we talked about this what was it two years ago when the last one came out yeah i think so yeah we talked about that then but the first one was such a lightning in the bottle i mean half of probably more than half of bill murray's like best lines in the movie were all just improvised on set yep Yep. Like you're not writing that in a script. Like <laughs> you, you don't have like a comedic genius actor like that working right now. I'm sorry, you just don't. And I I don't know. It would have to be like some young, hungry filmmakers just at the absolute crest of the wave of their ability making a movie for it to even <laughs> come close. It, same thing with Back to the Future. I don't want them to remake Back to the Future. I think they could. Somebody could come along and make something. Yeah. But it would have to be like people just working at a level beyond anything we've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> to even be in the same conversation as that. And and I just don't think uh, washed up Dan Aykroyd making bad documentaries about aliens <laughs> that are all over Netflix is, is the person to do it. I'm sorry. Um, if, if they went like the extreme Ghostbusters route or, uh, you know, what people have talked about for years where. You know, they're franchising it out to younger, newer people right. or, you know, maybe uh, Bill Murray's son, Oscar, is uh, was it was his kid, right? Uh, <laughs> or was that just her kid? It was just her kid. Oh, man. His wife's son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill Murray's wife's son, uh, Oscar, can like take over and do something. I don't know. There's just a lot of ways that it could go story wise, but it, it's just. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll believe it when we see it on the big screen, Dan Aykroyd. Let's put it that way. Yeah, seriously. Plus, the the only I, I felt like the last one they made with the female Ghostbusters was well, one was terrible, but that was their big shot. Like that was Ghostbusters is back, and oh wait, it sucks, and no <laughs> one cares anymore. We'll see. We'll see. I'm 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 going to keep my fingers crossed. Like I said, the the idea of a young group of of uh, not misfits, but just kind of fun kids playing around with proton packs and those little catcher things and dealing with the paranormal. I think that would be a good time. 
Bobby Brown's younger brother finally gets a proton pack. (laughs) Why why not? Why not? All right. So uh, in other small news, we got our title of the Birds of Prey movie. It is called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yes, that is the actual name of the movie. No one's going to call it that. It's going to be called Birds of Prey. Like, I don't even know why they bothered putting all that stuff on. It's like, it's a play on the Birdman title, which everyone calls it Birdwin, Birdman. No one really knows that it's really Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Nobody calls it that. So it's cute, but I don't think they, I don't think they need all of that to try and be cute. Just make a good movie. Uh, Joey, what do you think about this incredibly long title for a comic book movie? That's not the real title. Yeah, that's the real title. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to call it that. No one is going to call it that, no. It's kind of like Fast 6. No, no, I'm sorry. Furious 6. It's Fast and the Furious Part 4 is Fast and Furious. Fast 5, Furious 6. Nobody calls it Furious 6. No, nobody does. <laughs> no one does. But that's the name of the movie. <laughs> I don't know. There's no Oracle in this movie. I'm still not interested. No, no. But they did cast uh, Cassandra Kane. Uh, they did have like an opening casting for a uh, young, I want to say like preteen, early teen uh, Asian girl to play Cassandra Kane, uh, the badass girl that became Batgirl for a little while. And uh, they finally cast her. They have uh, Ella J. Basco as Cassandra Kane, which. She hasn't really done anything at all. But when I saw that last name, I'm like, oh, Basco, that's funny. I know uh, the dude that played Rufio in Hook and uh, Prince Zuko in Avatar, uh, Dante Basco. He's an Asian dude. It'd be cool if that was like someone that was related to him. And it is. It's his niece. <laughs> <laughs> so right on. Good for the Basco family. Keeping that keeping that nerd cred alive. I love it. Yeah, I don't know any. I don't know who that actress is. And that's probably a good thing since she's 11. <laughs> Oh, jeez. But, you know, Margot Robbie is all over it. And, you know, we already talked about the cast. So I'm thinking it's going to be a good flick. Well, can't be worse than Suicide Squad, Batman versus Superman or Man (laughs) of Steel. So (laughs) or could it? Well, (laughs) challenge accepted. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Could you imagine it being worse than Batman versus Superman? (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So the. Speaking of a DC EU universe. Oh no. Does that mean we have to go back? We're just going to make a really quick pit stop. Okay. We have to go back. So if you are a member of Amazon prime and uh, by the way, if you wanted to support our show, you can click on our Amazon link that we keep right on the website and do your shopping there. Uh, if you are a member of Amazon Prime and you really want to see Aquaman like really, really bad, there is a promotion that's going on between uh, people who have the Amazon Prime and uh, Warner Brothers Studios and the Atom app. Uh, that lets you buy tickets online. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can buy tickets to an early screening of Aquaman. Uh, it's about six days earlier than when it comes out, which is kind of cool. Uh, I thought about it. It seemed like a good idea because I am a Prime member. And uh, sure, I'll go see Aquaman early. But then I'm like, eh, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. Well, also, Mark, I looked into it and it has to be through Adam tickets. Right. 
Right. And the closest theater to us that takes that and has the Aquaman screening yeah. is uh, probably almost two hours away. So. No. No. Well, yes. I don't know. Maybe. That, that That's a good point. The, the theater that I looked at that is having a screening, it's only about 20 minutes away, maybe 25, because that's the theater that I go to see like other advanced screenings. But I don't know if they take the Adam Tickets app though. That's the that's the part I didn't look up because I'm like, I don't need another app that I have to follow. I'm barely scraping by on Movie Pass right now. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of uh, theaters around here that take the Adam app uh, because they they've done different promotions on there. Like the Aquaman, they did like buy one get one free tickets for Power Rangers when that came out uh, and stuff. And there's just nothing. That makes it worthwhile to drive that far for it. Right, exactly, exactly. So if you do have that strange concoction of apps or subscriptions, then go check out Aquaman six days early, you know, Saturday night. Go have some fun. Uh, I'll just wait a couple of days and go see it in my normal, comfortable theater that's a few minutes away from my house. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's it. That's all I got for the news. It's pretty light week. Sweet. All right, so... <laughs> Let's jump into our review of Creed 2. So, Mark Ellis, we both had a chance to see it. Uh, Non-spoiler, what did you think? I thought it was really good. I really liked it. Me too. I fucking loved it. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready to run through a brick wall after the movie. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. I'm ready to go sign up for the gym right now. Let's go. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, obviously I loved it. So, uh, anything non spoiler that you want to point out, or should we just jump right into spoilers? Yeah, this movie had a really difficult task that it had to be a sequel to Creed, obviously, and had to kind of be a follow up to Rocky IV because it used some of those ingredients too. Uh, and even though I liked this movie and I thought the movie was really good, I don't think it quite hit that balance just right, but I did like it. Okay. Well, Rocky Four spoilers for later on the podcast. Rocky Four is my favorite Rocky movie. The so. fuck out of here, really? Um, yes. Wow. So <laughs> this being a like reboot quote or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. For that is it made it even better. Wow, this is gonna be fun. All right, so let's let's hear some spoilers. Let's go spoilers. Spoiler alert! I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. Love it. Why, why don't we just redo Back to the Future with Chris Chan? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Is he going to be masturbating while singing All-Star in it? <laughs> All right. So movie starts right off the bat. Uh, and he is fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world. Yeah. One of the things I really liked about the beginning of it is that he's fighting the guy from the first movie. The guy that uh, he got in a ring with and uh, like kind of bet his – well, he didn't get in a ring with him, but he bet his car uh, that he could last – that he would give someone a car if they can land like one punch on him. And uh, that guy just happens to happen to be working at that gym and decided to take him up on it. So I thought that was actually pretty cool that they brought him back. Yeah, that was former light heavyweight champion of the world, Andre Ward, as uh, whatever that character's name is. <laughs> but actually, you know, what? the movie actually starts off in Iron Man 2. It's cold. It's Russia. Or it's not it's not Russia. Where the fuck was it? Ukraine, right? Ukraine. 
it's all like dark and blue. And as I'm watching it, like as the movie starts, like I know what I'm in for. But then when they start in Ukraine, I'm like, holy shit, it's Iron Man 2 all over again. We're going to see. Oh, no. We're going to see Mickey Rourke working on the arc reactor and a bird in the background. Like, oh. <laughs> I want my bird. <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, well, we get introduced to a young boxer that's getting ready. Uh, I think, do they show like the fight in the beginning? Show like one of his fights at the beginning? Yeah, he like kills somebody, <laughs> basically. <laughs> right, and then we uh, come to learn through visual cues that that fighter is uh, the son of Ivan Drago, Victor Drago. Uh, so then, yeah, after the Iron Man 2 opening, then we jump and meet uh, Creed as he's beating the crap out of uh, the heavyweight champion of the world. But it's also implied that that guy is is older and not as good as he used to be, and that's why Creed is able to beat him. So. Right, yeah, because it's a few years since the first one. The uh, What did you think of the guy that played uh, Drago's son? I thought he was great. He didn't really have a lot to do except for, like, you know, be physically intimidating. <laughs> I thought he nailed it. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he he was fine. But I just remember when they cast him, a lot of Instagram and Twitter posts from Sylvester Stallone and other people like, oh, we found this guy to be Ivan Drago's son and he's so great and he's so awesome and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, this guy must be a really good actor. Yeah, it's just a big guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I wasn't like, I was expecting to be like blown away by his performance and it was fine, but I just didn't, I didn't see it. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, you know, all he had to do was pretty much you know, look intimidating, uh, speak Russian for like a couple of scenes and uh, be believable. And he, he pulled that off, especially yeah. since he doesn't he's not Russian, I don't think. Oh, really? Yeah. Or hmm. Dolph. Dolph isn't Russian either. No, he's not. Huh. He's not He-Man either. But <laughs> in my eyes, he always will be. That's right. That's right. Oh, God. Yeah. So uh, Creed wins the title and then retires to his home. Where he is still dating Tessa Thompson. Yep. And I think they, don't they still live in that crappy like Philadelphia apartment building that they met? Right, right. Yeah, they still live there. I'm like, dude, you're the champion of the world, man. Get a new place. Come on. Well, he, he likes living there. He's got Rocky right there. Cheesesteaks. <laughs> guys on motorcycles riding by. Except for, That's right. They, <laughs> there was no guys on motorcycles in this one. The hell? That's right. The, uh. Can we just talk about how bad Tessa Thompson's music is? No, <laughs> I like her music a lot. I was so embarrassed. I had secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> I like her music a lot. It felt like when, you know, you have to support your girlfriend or wife <laughs> when they're doing something, but you know it's like terrible. <laughs> just kind of like, yeah, you're doing a great job, honey. <laughs> Keep up that music. <laughs> All right, so yes, any music in a quote-unquote Rocky movie, it, it's a that's another tough act to follow because that's a, also a big part of the other movies. So I can see where some people might be disappointed in the music. I thought it was fine. I would buy that album or that song. There's no eye of the tiger. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, so there is a promoter in the Ukraine who's watching the kid fight, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna set this up. We're gonna bring, we're gonna bring this kid." Uh, now that Adonis is the champion, clearly he needs to fight Drago. We got to have a Creed v. Drago Dawn of Justice fight. It has to happen. So as <laughs> soon as Donnie gets back to Philadelphia, goes to get some cheesesteaks, as soon as he sits down, I mean, already um, 
Drago's on TV, like, all right, we're we're doing this fight. We need to fight. And they're in Philadelphia. They walk up the stairs. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So they're looking at the Rocky statue and looking at people like loving the statue and walk up the infamous Philadelphia stairs. Have you ever been to those stairs, Mark? I have. I did go up those stairs once. Yeah. When, I uh, did too. <laughs> we. I might have been with you actually. It was the, during Wizard World Philly, I think. Right, right. I don't know if we went together because uh, I know me and Derek were there, but it was just funny that it's there's this big, beautiful art museum. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all these people there. Not a single person gives two fucks about the art museum, but everybody just wants to run up the stairs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> they even have on the ground like uh, foot impressions where you can stand to be in the right place meanwhile the people in the museum are just standing there waiting for people to come in there's like no one <laughs> looking at this beautiful priceless art <laughs> oh man all right so creed or i'm sorry so donnie gets the uh the he, challenge he, yeah he gets the challenge he hears about it clearly he goes to his boy rocky hey come on i gotta do this you know this guy killed my pops i'm it's time, it's time to get some revenge and one of the best lines in the entire movie and i wish they hadn't ruined it in the trailer was when rocky goes this guy he broke stuff in me that you know didn't get hasn't been repaired yet and i was like oh man that was the that was like one of the fights of his life so he knows what's going to happen he knows what happens when a creed gets into a ring with a drago and he's like nope i wouldn't do it but he tries to do it in a way that he doesn't like talk shit to donnie and of course donnie takes it the wrong way so what did you think of donnie's reason for getting in a ring with uh uh with drago well i mean obviously what the movie shows was the wrong decision so <laughs> he wasn't in the right headspace for it i'm not sure what what their plan was because <laughs> he goes and he gets duke's son to be his trainer yeah that's the other thing and i'm like dude you just beat duke's guy in a ring to win the belt duke you know his kid is good he might not be that good of a trainer considering that you just beat the shit out of his, the guy that he just trained. So yeah, he goes and gets him, but I don't know what their plan was. Like, <laughs> like what was their game plan? Cause you later on in the movie, like Rocky has his game plan for them and they execute it and win the fight uh, clearly. But what, what was the original game plan? Like to, to get beat up? Like, <laughs> no, he, he had it. He trained with, with Duke's kid. He had his plan. Uh, he was the champion, so he had to defend it, you know, and it was like, hit him low, I think, I think was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> also, the weight differences. See, I'm a huge boxing fan, so some of this stuff is nerdy that, like, bothered me. Like how much bigger Drago was than a... Uh... Well, all right, so heavyweight is unlimited uh, weight class. It's not, even the UFC has a weight cap of 260 in okay. uh, heavyweight. There, There is no cap uh, in boxing, so... Y you know, you could be 225 and fight somebody who's 305. Like, as mm -hmm. long as you're over 205, you're heavyweight. But, like, Michael B. Jordan looks like he is about a light heavyweight. Looks like he's probably walking around at 175. So, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Just the weight difference seemed a lot. But didn't he, wasn't he the light heavyweight? Like, didn't that say that on a belt? Or at some point? No, they were, he was a heavyweight champion. Oh. They, made a, they made a point of mentioning that. At the beginning of the, the show, at the beginning of the movie. Uh, somewhere they, someone mentioned something or I saw something that said light heavyweight. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. No, no. That was the heavyweight championship of the world. Wow. 
if it was light heavyweight, there's no way <laughs> that Drago, even just for his frame, <laughs> Creed would have won the first fight just from how weight drained he was. <laughs> would have been. I would have walked in like a skeleton. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets his ass kicked, basically. Oh, and it's bad. It's so bad. It was one of the nastiest fights I've seen in a Rocky movie. He got the shit beat out of him. But he doesn't lose. Right, because Drago cheats. Yeah, he hits him while he's down, which is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, why did he do that? Like, why did he do that? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, he was winning the fight. He would have won. <laughs> You know, it's that scene in a Karate Kid where they're like, Johnny, sweep the leg. And Johnny's like, no, I want to do it on my own merits. But no, no, no. You got to fight dirty. So I, I think that's what he was doing. He's like, you know, what? I'm just going to fight dirty. I don't want to. I don't care about winning on merits. I just want to fight dirty and get this guy. It does. It did strike me kind of odd that, you know, at the end of Rocky four, you know, you think that even though Rocky wins, you know, he gives that somewhat speech at the end. You know, I like you. Maybe you can like me. Maybe we can get along. If I can change, you can change. We can all change. And I got the feeling that, Dra- that uh, Drago kind of changed maybe a little bit. Yeah, he changed while he was standing in the ring. And then <laughs> right. he went home and his wife divorced him and everybody treated him like trash. So did he? <laughs> and he had to watch Rocky on TV like being a big hero. <laughs> it's Iron Man too. So, so then he's like, all right, so I have my kid. I'm going to train my kid to be a boxer so that one day he can grow up and beat the shit out of Rocky Jr., or what, what Not was it? necessarily Rocky <laughs> Jr., but so his son could capture the glory and return his their family name to, to the to heights glory. Of, of Russian boxing. Right. Okay. All right. I guess that makes sense. And it just in just a, a complete wave of fortune that Creed happens to have a son that acknowledges himself as Creed and gets in a boxing ring too. Right. It's perfect. Correct. <laughs> Dude, it's boxing. It, even if. <laughs> Even if Drago's son like barely knew how to fight, they would have found a way to put them in the same room together. Ne- never forget that Layla Ali fought Joe Frazier's daughter. Holy shit, I forgot all about that. And Joe Frazier's daughter was not very good <laughs> at all. Oh man, I forgot all about that. I take all right. Okay. That puts this movie in a whole new light now. That makes perfect sense now. Well, that's why they had the sleazy promoter. You know, he showed up and he didn't give it two shits about either of those guys. All he cared about was the dollar sign. Yep, exactly. exactly. Well, I just assume all promoters are like that. I just that's, no, that's the way that I took it. <laughs> most of them. All right, so uh, Donnie gets the crap beat out of him. Uh, before that, he proposes to his girl. Uh, she says yes, which is very sweet. Uh, so. I- thought that was hilarious when he went through the whole thing of proposing to her and she didn't have her hearing aids in Mm -hmm. (laughs) every girl in the movie theater at that time was like melting (laughs) (laughs) and she turns around she doesn't hear him at all she turns around just sees him on his knee with a a ring in his hand and immediately like slams the door in his face which i thought was pretty funny (laughs) uh i like tessa thompson i I love her actually she's awesome i love her I like Tessa Thompson. I just don't like your music. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that Donnie is beat down and uh, he's pissed at Rocky because Rocky didn't want to be in his corner to help him train for this, you know, even though he's spent his, even though he's a heavyweight champion of the world now and he's, you know, had his fights and went up the ranks and stayed in Philadelphia to help out Rocky because Rocky doesn't have anybody, which kind of, which really kind of sucks. You know, he's like this huge famous fighter that everyone loves. Hey, Rocco. But the guy just lives alone in the same crappy apartment. It's sad. Well, that's pretty accurate to real life. So don't. Uh, 
you know, towards the end of his life, Joe Frazier was sleeping in a spare room above a gym that he worked at. Oh, so. God. That's just heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, so now he's beat down completely at, at his bottom. And now he has to find the uh, he finds out that his girl is pregnant and he kind of has to find his way back to he wants a rematch. He wants well, a... he had a broken orbital orbital bone, which is not a very easy injury in that sport to come back from, and it takes a long time to heal. So, as a huge boxing nerd, <laughs> when Duke was like Duke's son, Duke two was like, "Oh, if you don't defend the belt, they're going to strip you of the title." I'm like. I was about to stand up and walk out. <laughs> really? I'm like, that's not how that works. First of all, he had the WBC title, which is the green belt. Okay. Um, which actually does have those little pictures on it of past champions, except they're obviously not Rocky and Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> but he had the WBC belt. The WBC rules, actually, uh, he would be declared a champion in recess. Okay. So he wouldn't lose the title, but he wouldn't have to defend it until he was healthy again. Then they would hold an interim title match between the top two available contenders. When he was able to come back, he would be installed as the number one contender and immediately face the interim champion. Okay. So there's no danger of in that situation of him losing his title. And knowing that as a huge boxing nerd, I, it was it kind of took that down a notch for me. I'm sure your general John Q. Public didn't under didn't didn't know that. But to me, it was just like, oh, come on. Are you going to have so much accurate stuff and then like screw that up? I, I did think that it the time like really went quickly, like right after he fought and got the title. His next fight, it seemed like it, it happened like really quickly. I kind of remember boxers like not fighting as much or not fi- not fighting in such a short amount of time. Does that seem right? Don't boxers take like at least like I don't know six months, seven months between fights? Big like popular fighters, or yeah. you look like twice a year. Okay, maybe fight twice a year. More like lower level or medium level guys are probably fighting four to six times a year. Okay, yeah. That I but somebody, see. in theory, in this universe, he would fight like twice a year, probably, if you're lucky. So. Mm-hmm. But didn't it seem like he fought Drago like relatively quickly after he just won the belt? And he just healed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, probably because they called him out and he just agreed to all their terms right away because he was so pissed off. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now with Rocky back in his corner, his girl about to have a baby. I can't remember, Joey, what was the thing that made him like, what got his mind right so that he was ready to get back into the ring? Was it the it was the daughter, right? Is him it was him being with his his little girl in a boxing gym? Right. They he she went to uh they had the baby and the the baby's deaf, I guess. Yep. Maybe. Like ninety nine point nine percent sure their baby is deaf. So then he had to watch the baby and he took the baby to the boxing ring and mm-hmm. he started hitting the heavy bag. And that's when he spending all that time with his daughter made him realize like what he needed to fight for. And it wasn't just to be able to prove his dad wrong or something. It was for him and for his family. Right. Cause he has a legacy to leave for a decreed name. Right. So that's when he decides to train and Rocky takes him out into the desert. Yes. Which is probably the best part of this whole movie for me. For me, the second best part of the whole movie, we got our classic training montage in the desert. Joey, what did you think of this montage, dude? Oh, it was awesome. 
I, I don't know if there's really strange post-apocalyptic boxing training camps <laughs> in the middle of the desert, but I'd like to believe that there are. My other favorite thing is that Rocky just happens to know like all of these dark, crappy boxing gyms that no one knows about, but each one is going to make you like better. Like the first one was like this gym in the middle of nowhere. He's like, yeah, but these guys know everything that they're going to teach you. Now this one is like, yeah, it's one way out in the middle of the fucking desert with stuff on fire. <laughs> it was good. And the music was awesome. And the montage was awesome. It was a very cool contrast because we've seen Drago train in a Ukraine. It's all like cold and blue and a uh, very like metallic. And this one it's just like heat and orange and hot. It just visually, those two styles just complemented each other. And I loved it. I was there for that. So while this is all happening, uh, the Dragos go to dinner <laughs> with oh. the uh, like big shots in Russia. Like they're getting accepted back into Russian society. And mm -hmm. guess who shows up, Mark? Fucking Regis Nielsen. <laughs> Hello, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was freaking Red Sonia herself, Brigitte Nielsen. That's right. No flavor flav though. Uh oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That would have been funny though. What the fuck is Flavor Flav doing in Russia? <laughs> don't don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a cameo that I wasn't quite expecting. Joey, what did you think of her coming back, dude? I wasn't ex I didn't know about that at all, so I was kinda of blown away. And and thank thank God to modern CG technology they're able to clean her up really well. <laughs> That's not true. She actually does look like that. Oh okay. I just saw an interview with her. She just had a baby like not too long ago. So I saw an interview with her. She does not look that different. Okay. Well yeah, I mean that was kind of a cool um, you know, spin for the Drago story. You know, we knew that his life fell apart after he lost to Rocky, but that was kind of like the crux of their arc was that she left <laughs> right as soon as they lost she was out and it pretty much broke him and his son and then it seemed like she was now with the uh wherever that guy was the the president or whatever russian important guy yeah it looked like she was with him now yeah so i'm like damn that's kind of fucked up but i thought it was cool that she was back so but now did, oh. oh sorry it did really show like while the running thread too is that you know ivan drago really seemed to care more about getting in with those people and like talking to them and taking dinners with them and taking pictures with them than he did about anything that was going on with actually his son. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was all about restoring the Drago name to the Heights. And um, yeah, when he lost in Rocky four, when he lost in his backyard to this little Italian guy, they shunned him. They gave him the fucking boot. So yeah. I can see how he wants to get back to that or at least get a, get a semblance of that back. So yeah, I can see that. I like the, I like him and his son's, kind of story arc because having the mom come into the picture that kind of just threw the son like way off balance and it that really kind of uh i don't know messed it up he, he can kind of i think he kind of saw that his dad was was trying to um that he was really focusing on just trying to get up there like you said trying to build up uh look good in the eyes of all of these important people yes so we get to the fight and uh creed gets to walk to the ring with uh, Tessa Thompson singing terrible music. <laughs> no, see, right. yes. That, right off the bat, I'm like, oh, well, he's going to lose. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's true. But the good thing is that she was with him. See, the, there's a difference between the first fight and this one. Like, you know, she, she came to Russia with him. His mom actually, his mom who watched the first fight on TV, like in another movie, she's there with him. So they're a team. 
they're family. They're going to attack this thing together. And uh, the fact that she got to sing a song on her way to the ring just solidified it. I liked it. Well, it was no Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> wrapping himself to the ring. but Or no James Brown in uh, red, white, and blue. That's right. Sparkly that's suits. Right. That's, what, that's what I really wanted, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping for something like that, too. But but who would have been the musical artist instead of James Brown? No, Tessa Thompson as James Brown. Uh, that's, what okay. I, that's what I was expecting. Dressed in the hat? And... Yes. <laughs> okay. That's what I wanted. <laughs> uh, that would have been. I would have been down with that. That would have been cool. So then they have their match. Right. And, uh, you know, it plays kind of how you think it's going to play. Uh, it's very karate kiddish. He did get, uh, Donnie did get beat down. He did get beat down again. Not as bad as the first one. He he was able to use his brain more than just his pure, like, hatred or pure revenge feelings from the first one. So he was able to kind of outsmart him at the beginning. Uh, so once he started to put up a fight, that's when Victor started to really, like, you know, get him in the goods. Get him, like, where he hurt him before. And now, what do you do if you're Donnie? You know, you well, sh- what you do is have, for the first time in the whole movie, the Rocky theme kicks oh, in. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I'm just like, Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. <laughs> like, let's fucking go. Yeah. I was ready to get on a plane to Russia like that minute. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yep, so now with his, now with his, you know, ribs like kind of busted and, you know, his ideas of what to do kind of thrown out of whack you know rocky gives him a little advice you know this is what this is something that his dad used to do and this is something he's doing he's also doing so you can kind of take advantage of this and uh the fight picks up again and uh it's just a nasty slugfest it's just a nasty slugfest and and uh and donnie's getting them he's he's getting them bad until uh did they did they go 12 rounds i don't remember um no because well it was a 12 round fight yeah but, did um, they did they fin- did they get to the end of no the because um he's beating the crap out of drago towards the end because drago's exhausted and getting oh, beat up that's right that's what it was drago is they, so powerful that his eventually he just started to get tired right you can't throw every punch with knockout power on it because you're going to exhaust yourself and they make a point of saying that in the commentary while they're fighting in the second fight is that he's yep. never gone more than four rounds yep so all of a sudden it's like round 11 and and he's just out of it so you know <laughs> adonis creed is kicking the shit out of him and then uh brigitte nelson and the russian guy leave that's so, right now yeah drago looks over and the seats are empty <laughs> now refresh my memory isn't that what happened in rocky four yes that's fucked up, man. That is fucked <laughs> up. So while uh, his son's getting his ass kicked, um, he finally gets up and throws the towel in. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good because that's what you'd never, ever see in these movies, no matter how many people are screaming it. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the damn towel. <laughs> There's always someone in the side yelling that, and you'd never see that in this movie. And the fact that you get to see Drago do it, I'm like, that's dope. That's fucking dope. So he did what Rocky couldn't do and saved his son. Oh, come on. How cool is that? That was good. It was amazing. <laughs> so, And then Creed goes to his dad's grave with his family and introduces them to his dad's grave. Yep. The end. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. There's one more good cameo that happened. What? So 
as I was saying earlier, it's so sad that Rocky is all by himself. And Oh, right, 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 right. And, you know, he doesn't have anyone around him. Adrian's gone. Polly's gone. You know, he just has the people around the neighborhood that loves him. And his son, his estranged son, is living in Canada with some chick. And they talked about that in the last one. So Rocky goes home, at least so we think he goes home. And he knocks on the door. And this cute little kid opens the door. And it's his grandson. And sure enough, Rocky Jr. comes around the corner. And I'm like, fuck yeah. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted in the last one. I'm so glad they did it in this one. Uh, so Rocky finally makes peace with his kid in a weird way. Because they don't really I, say why they were fighting at all. No. They just kind of stop talking. I will say that uh, I love that there's so much attention to detail in these movies. Whether it's like, you know, they have actors coming back playing characters from like 40 years ago yeah in movies like did anyone expect Brigitte Nelson to walk through that door no. <laughs> no no you didn't no you didn't uh yeah so this one instead of it being uh Sly's real kid from Rocky 4 it's uh Milo whatever his last name is from Heroes and uh This Is Us well that's and, who he was his son in Rocky Balboa yeah yep which I loved right. I loved their whole performance so yeah when I went to see Creed 1 I'm like, fuck, it'd be awesome if Milo came back in this one. That would be so awesome. Because really, this whole franchise is about fathers and sons. Creed's son, Drago's son, Duke's son. You got to get you gotta get Rocky's son in there. Yep. So, oh, that was then. And, and that's it. That was, yeah, no after credit scene. So. No, no, no. Uh, Creed will return in Creed 3, the clubbering. <laughs> I don't know. Um you know, so I really love the movie. What did you think on a scale of uh, zero to five? Zero to five. I have to give it a 3.5. I was thinking about it hard during a movie. It unfor- It's a good movie, but unfortunately, Creed 1 is fucking amazing. It is absolutely amazing. So this one doesn't quite hit those same notes. It doesn't quite hit. The, it doesn't quite get to the heights as, as Creed, as the first Creed, but it's still a good movie. It's a really good movie. So 3.5. All right. I gave it a four out of five. And, uh, you know, I'm going to say it, it really is. It's a sequel to Rocky four. Rocky four is my favorite Rocky movie, so I can't really hate on it too much. And I thought it was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot complain. Cannot complain one bit. So one thing I thought would be fun would be to all right, rank the Rocky movies, <laughs> including Creed movies. Mm-hmm. So give me your list, Mark. Give me your list of Rocky movies. All right. Now, unfortunately, Rocky is the this franchise is two different characters for me. There's the Rocky movies that are like serious dramas with deep character insight. And then there's the Rocky movies that are like comic books. Like you can almost hear the pages flipping. One of them has a robot in it. All right. Let's just put that put that out there. So worst Rocky film of all time. I don't think anyone's ever going to disagree with me. Rocky five, even though it gets back to the gritty character story and it even has the director of the first Rocky come back, which is pretty cool. But uh, it just, it has an awesome Mickey cameo. The movie sucks or it's not as good as the other ones. Let's put it that way. No, it just sucks. (laughs) At least it did have the song go for it on the soundtrack. (laughs) Oh God, it's awful. All right, so then the next one uh, is going to be, ah, this sucks. I'm at, all right, I'm going to have to move my, around, move my list around a little bit. From here on out, every movie is good. I'm just going to throw that out there. So the next one on the list, I'm going to have to put Rocky 2. Mm-hmm. After that, Creed 2. Mm-hmm. After that, 
Rocky 3. After that, Rocky 4. I fucking loved Rocky Balboa. Like, that movie blew me the fuck away. I could not get over how amazing that movie was. So, next one is Rocky 6 or Rocky Balboa. After that, Creed. That movie is, uh, it's, I just watched it again a couple of days ago. It's fucking amazing how much they get that right. It's amazing. That movie works on so many levels, it's ridiculous. And then number one, the first Rocky, because, you know, you can't beat the first one. It's just classic. <laughs> well, I certainly have some differing opinions than you do. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, I could <laughs> I already figure that out. <laughs> so uh, I had obviously Rocky five is the worst Rocky movie. And it's not just the worst Rocky movie. It's not like saying, oh, this is the worst Marvel movie. No, this is just a bad movie. <laughs> so, But it had, Mickey came back in it, man. Come on. Just for it's, that. It's, it's not even a fun bad movie to watch. Like it's just it's just sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, no. <laughs> um I put Rocky 2 after that. Yeah. It's it, it's not as good as the first one. It's not and this it's not bad. It's just, you know, it's just kind of there. No one ever talks about that movie. <laughs> that's true and in a way it kind of like defeats everything that happened in the first movie you know what i mean right. like you don't really need to win it's all about the inside you know it's all about his connection with adrian and then the second one he wins and he's on tv and he's like hey look i did it adrian i won on tv and then that's it <laughs> <laughs> then i put the first rocky what that. so here's the thing it's an amazing movie it is a phenomenal movie but it's also a long, drawn-out drama movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does have one of my favorite lines in all of movies, though. I'll tell you what to do. Take it to the zoo. I hear retards like the zoo. Hey, this bum got to say that. Right, back, it up, back it up, I'm calling you a bum. Okay. I still say that to this day, and it makes me <laughs> laugh every time. But, no, it's a phenomenal movie, but it's it's a long, drawn-out drama movie. <laughs> Because then that's the beauty of that movie. It's like Rocky is obviously a boxing movie. So obviously there's going to be fights in it. The fight in Rocky is not part of the narrative. It's part of the character. That's why that movie works. It's not about whether it has nothing to do with the fight. It's all about this character. coming. <laughs> it's all about this character finding his dream and, and realizing it. So that's why when he wins, it doesn't when he doesn't win. It's not about that. It's about a personal victory. Fucking Rocky My one is the best. My is more fighting and less <laughs> Rocky trying to flirt with Adrian in a pet store. You are crazy. It's That's the reason why you root for Rocky at the end of the movie. It, otherwise, I know. It's just I'm Drago. just saying, compared to the other movies. Oh, okay. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. All I'm right. just saying compared to the other movies. <laughs> then I put Creed 1. Okay. Then I put Creed 2. Whoa, Actually, you like think Creed, Creed 2 is better, better than Creed, Creed 1? 1. Shit, dude. I I just liked it better. That's it, Sorry. Fucking put on your gloves right now. Me and you are going <laughs> at it. <laughs> then I had Rocky Balboa. Okay. Which I thought was phenomenal. God, when that training montage kicks in, <laughs> I'm fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's build some hurting bombs. <laughs> Love that guy. Oh, God. So good. And, and something they did way better in Rocky Balboa than they did in Creed 2 was they used a lot of the uh, HBO crew and graphics and everything. Mm -hmm. like they didn't, they had them in Creed 2, but it wasn't, it, it just seemed like superfluous. It wasn't like watching a 
broadcast. Whereas in, in Rocky Balboa, it was like sitting down and watching a pay-per-view broadcast. Like, I, I don't know. And I don't know how they filmed Creed two. I don't know if they did, um, if they did it at an actual arena or it was like in Bohemian Rhapsody where they had like 40 people there and then CG would everyone in. Mm-hmm. But in Rocky Balboa, when they filmed the fight, they did it in between, uh, fights at a, big pay-per-view event. I think it was uh, Hopkins versus Dawson one. Um, but yes, there was an actual like full arena of people that were like excited to watch them film. That. Of course, man, <laughs> you see fucking Sylvester Stallone getting a ring with a uh, trunks on. Of course, you automatically you're rooting for him. So it, it just, I really, really like that movie a lot. And obviously it plays on all the nostalgia of the previous movies, but, um, I really like the last fight. It's just, just good energy to it. But yeah, but that one is like a drama too. It's so what? Shut up, Mark. <laughs> then obviously Rocky Three, Mister T as Clubber Lang, and uh, Apollo helping Rocky get the eye of the tiger back while wearing extremely <laughs> short shorts. That's true. <laughs> them, them running in the water. That's right. <laughs> That's the best. Movie fucking rules. But then obviously number one, Rocky Four, the best Rocky movie. Everything you like about Rocky movies in one movie. It's cheesy. It has the best freaking soundtrack. Burning Heart by Survivor. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he trains by running up a mountain. <laughs> Come on, dude. That movie rules. <laughs> he's like, he's cut. The Russians cut. He's not a machine. He's a man. <laughs> Right. Tell me you, you watched that as a kid and you're not like, yeah. Oh, yeah. As a kid, I loved that movie. But as for some reason, they were playing all of those movies. Like one day when I was sick, like last year, I was in bed and I couldn't move. And they were doing like a Rocky marathon. And I wound up watching all of the movies. And I realized <laughs> how much more comic book they got as they went along. Uh, I blanked out during five. But when we got to four, I'm like, this is a Marvel movie. Like this is a this is a straight up comic book movie. There is no like real gravitas to this at all. It's all pure adrenaline and eighties and fuck yeah, but which was great. I was like pumped to watch it. But you can see the progression of it. So yeah, I can definitely see where you would think that's the best Rocky movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was that's my favorite. Rocky movie, so. <laughs> where do you think we go next? Because there's obviously going to be a Creed three. So where do you think we go next, Mark? God, I really don't want one. I really, really, don't. yeah. I think they should just leave it alone. Uh, just leave it, leave it alone right now. Unless you, <laughs> the only place I want to see them bring it to is if they bring in Hillary Swank as the next Rocky. Oh Jesus! <laughs> million dollar Rocky. That's what I want. I want Hillary Swank. <laughs> million dollar Rocky. That's what I is want. Is it cheaper just to get a horse? Because they look about the same. It's messed up. Um, I, 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 I was thinking about this before we recorded. I was trying to think of like an angle for a third movie and I can't come up with anything. Because mm-hmm. there, there, I think that that's the problem. There shouldn't be one. There shouldn't be one unless we get uh, uh, Donnie's daughter as like the deaf boxer. Um, maybe he has to fight somebody and needs Ivan Drago to train him. It's only oh, my God could think of i don't know i don't know <laughs> that's that's it there's a new force someone that's even bigger than drago and they have to team up to fight him that's right it's fucking spider well, i mean that's that's what happened in uh rocky three so yeah yeah there you go just 
Just follow. Let's ask Kevin Feige to produce it and, and see what happens. Tessa Thompson gets a robot. <laughs> uh, some retards go to the zoo. I don't. I don't know what what would happen in the third one, but I would. I would definitely like it. So, so there you go. That's Creed Two. We both liked it. I think you should definitely go see it. Mark thinks you should definitely go see it, and we're cautiously optimistic for a Creed Three. Uh, I I am. Mark is not. No. No more. No more. No. No mas. They lucked out with Rocky Balboa. They really fucking lucked out with the first Creed. This one is passable. Let's just leave it. Let's just leave it alone. I look forward to Creed 5 <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> Creed 5, the final frontier. They're fighting on Mars. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> so let's get some recommendations. Marcellus, any recommendations for the listeners out there? Uh yeah yeah uh, at the risk of being ridiculed by Joey uh, I no boy <laughs> I became a uh, fan of Coldplay like a few years ago <laughs> and it's because uh, someone did a I wasn't a fan of them before I like really couldn't give two shits about them um but someone did like a, a mixtape using Jay Z uh, lyrics and Co- and they made beats using only Coldplay songs and uh, the the album is fucking awesome it's called Viva La Hova. Um, and it was my favorite album of the year, like four years ago, uh, even though it was a mixtape. Uh, but it, it introduced me to Coldplay and I started listening to their songs and I actually really dig Coldplay now. They're actually pretty good. There's an amazing documentary on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon, if you want to do your shopping and you know help out the show. Uh, it's called Head Full of Dreams and it documents Coldplay's kind of career. Uh, they met in college and one of the guys that they met in college was a filmmaker he just started filming his four friends he had no idea that they were going to eventually grow up to become one of the biggest bands in the world uh but it's on amazon prime it's called head full of dreams and it's amazing really really good awesome well i've got uh, some things here first of all go check out sowizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page movie reviews streaming picks and so much more SoWizardPodcast.com. Check us out on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Podbean app, or just about anywhere you can get your podcasts will be there. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page. If you like what you hear, you can patronize us and monetarily support the podcast while we provide to you at least one extra episode of the podcast each week exclusively for our Patreons on Patreon.com backslash podcast. Uh, a couple of recommendations. One, check out the Rock Candy podcast. Last week they did my recommendation and went through the history of Iron Maiden. So they gave us a good shout out on the show and I listened to the whole thing and it was awesome. I'm so happy that they love Maiden now. So up the irons to Rock Candy. And you should definitely go on to Netflix and check out the new season, of Mystery Science Theater, Mystery Science Theater, The Gauntlet, which premiered on Thanksgiving Day. My family and I sat down and watched the first episode, which is the god-awful movie Mac and Me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie, Mark? No, but I it's its infamous of how bad yeah, it is. I'd seen clips of it. I'd never actually sat down and watched it, which is shocking, I know. And this was the first time I saw it. Literally, the last 15 minutes of the movie, I was laughing out loud with tears streaming down my face. <laughs> In disbelief of like this movie existing. <laughs> nice. It's so bad. <laughs> and it was really good. So I'm really excited to watch the rest of the season. But that was a stellar first episode. So that was a cl- fucking classic. So check out the new 
season of Mystery Science Theater on Netflix. And that's going to do it for episode 225. Whew. 225 in a row of the So Wizard podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark Hillis Reagans. Hey, yo, Adria. Wakanda forever. <laughs> We'll see you next week. Good journey. Take it like a klepto. Anybody wanna they could get it, come correct though. Talk behind my back, but when they see me, it's respect though. Still got the crown, so I never give a F though. Everything is baby, I'ma hit them with the brush stroke. Then I'ma get high, I'ma get the best though. Yeah, I'ma get